should we try to finish up Prague Power? Like, I don't know, Kyle, that's kind of your, your, like I said, the last, after Prague Power 10, I blacked out <laughs> for like five years. I, yeah, I don't yeah, well, know I which mean, ones I went to. Yeah, well, I mean, we can, we can just look at uh, sets of interest, right? I mean, there's, we still have to talk about Seventh Wonder, right? So... That is true. <laughs> I can never That is talk. correct. Actually, <laughs> yeah, we had a good... We were talking last night about that year. Um, yeah, with uh, with Ben. Yeah. With cool Ben. <laughs> All right, let me bring up the lineups. You know, Prog Power 11... Uh, so many of the bands I just don't give a shit about. I think that was... That year was kind of weak for me. That was, I think, the first year where I was like, uh, this might be over soon <laughs> or like <laughs> or i might not be coming to this soon well i think i think maybe ticket sales might have had that holy crap look at this okay let me read this well. this fucking pile of winners um uh illusion suite who who yeah Storm never, Warrior. never heard of wait so i gotta I gotta, <laughs> go ahead. I gotta say something real quick yes right typically it's like i've never heard of some of these bands before they play you know they get announced and then you sort of go figure out who they are this was like years ago, and I still have no idea whose bands are. I'm assuming they disappeared. Yeah, exactly. Like I still don't like I don't remember them. They didn't come back. Uh, okay, Illusion Suite, Storm Warrior, Leaves Eyes. I know. I know. Uh, I terrible. know. I only know them because uh, someone left a Leaves Eyes shirt, <laughs> and it's. I think I still have it. I think it's in the pile of metal shirts to get rid of. But I've actually. I don't think I've ever heard the band damn uh yeah well all i know is like the female is one of the uh, one of the earliest that i'm aware of female metal singers but also one of the worst and like from what i heard it was because like her her husband like started the band for her or something like i could this could be completely wrong but from what i vaguely remember from rumors was that was the like oh that's why they suck (laughs) well so here's the thing that i i wondered about the band when I heard the name, but then was not interested enough to ever go find out. Yes. Was, so are they saying, is it like the trees have eyes, like the eyes of the leaves? Or are they saying it's some mythical beast that will murder you, but then leave your eyes behind? (laughs) As in, it leaves eyes. No, uh, that apostrophe, it's definitely possessive. It's the, oh, there's an apostrophe? Yeah. So, so it is the eyes of the leaves. The eyes of the leaves. So, so then, is this like a a botany term? Because I know other plants have have things that are called like like a tree can have an eye, right? Yeah. Can a leaf have an eye? Do is English their first language? No, I was just gonna say that uh, probably the uh, the origin of this is is a country of origin Germany slash Norway, which probably explains. Yeah, that, that explains okay. it. Um, so then, of course, uh, Seventh Wonder, uh, who we notes. will get into. The greatest terrible though, band. Though we're going to get into them more uh, the next time they play. Because the first time they played, I was just like, who? Oh, I wasn't there. And yeah, we, you weren't there uh, at 10. And then, But apparently that show was so amazing that they came back. Right? Yep. So good. It sounds Leave. so like prog metal. Hey, Matt. Leave them wanting more. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, okay. So then, tier, uh, which is one of those T Y R T Y R, and not as cool as the Black Sabbath album. Yeah. Um, Nocturnal rights. 
Swedish power metal, uh, Camelot, Blackguard. But what era Camelot was this? <gasps> well, this was 2010. So this is like late con, I think. Well, was, it was definitely was, still con because still con? the other dude was in Seventh Wonder and they didn't play it. Like, oh, he hasn't right. done didn't double he, duty at Prague Power as far as no, I know. Didn't he, didn't he guest on one of the songs maybe, maybe. at Camelot set that year? This is Tony. Oh, wait. This is the uh, the year of the cock blockening. <laughs> wait, no, it's not. No, yes, it is because he was. Uh, that's the year that uh, Jakey and Elise were backup singers for Camelot. This is the precursor to Amaranth. Was, uh, yeah, I think so. Do you think that they heard such an amazing performance at Prague Power that they had? had? No, I think what happened is I cock-blocked him and he's like, damn it, being a backing vocalist isn't cool enough with my awesome white guy dreads. I better start like the metal equivalent <laughs> of a boy band. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so uh, let's see. Camelot, Blackguard, Oceans of Sadness, DGM. <laughs> is that actually their name? It is. They're yes. still around, actually. They're wait, no, not. I'm thinking of a different. No, different oceans of something band. Um, oceans of sadness. I haven't heard of since. And, oh, they were <laughs> they were boring as fuck too. They were like well, it was like oceans of me falling asleep. Although that's the other similar band, Oceans of Slumber, who is oh, a newer right, band who yeah. is actually around, and is I think actually less sleepy than Oceans of Sadness. But anyway, not to be confused. But so DGM, which is like. Italian, like, Jerk Off to Dream Theater, power, uh, Proggy Metal, Delane, Tarot, and Hammerfall. Wait, Tarot? What? Yeah, Tarot, that's the, that like dude. Like, Terror missing a trailing R. Like, Tarot cards. Oh, okay. Tarot. I thought, see, I was thinking, <laughs> you were. it was just like, they needed a word that sounded really metal, and they were all already taken, so they decided <laughs> to just lop a letter off of one, like... Tarot, okay. But yeah, like tarot <laughs> yeah. cards. Yeah, right, tarot. Got it. Um, That's still yeah, not cool. Ooh. 2010 was also the the first appearance of Leprous. That was 2011. Oh, wait, no, you're right. It's 2010. Why is it? Why do they have the kickoff in midweek, like, listed after the main? It, the whole, <sighs> the whole Wikipedia page is set right. the All same right. way. All right, blame Wikipedia. Um, yes. So you actually... Mean, you mean blame the person who went to Prague Bauer who edited wait, the Wikipedia page? Wait, 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 what the fuck? Oh, and Seventh Wonder played twice that year. <laughs> they played Midweek Mayhem and the festival? No, 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 Seven Kingdoms? Oh, you're right. It, no, yeah, sorry, you're right. Seven Wonder, Kingdoms, yeah. you're right. Oh, God, I wouldn't be surprised if someone did that, like if they played an acoustic set or something. Well, right, that's what I thought, Wednesday, maybe. And, and then, I know that they, well, and I know no, that... but they were too young at that point. Right, and I, that's, you're right, that's what I'm confusing it with, is that at, when they came back, the Mercy Fall years, they also did like an acoustic Saturday morning thing. Yep. Um, sorry, you're right. Seventh Kingdoms, which is the, uh, oh, this is relevant. Um, Seven Kingdoms is the power metal band based on game of thrones as their name implies i was about to say these all sound like they would be video or tabletop games except or that seven kingdoms has already deviated from their game of thrones theme and their new ep is based on hp lovecraft but as we heard from their debut of the lyric video <laughs> for one of the songs at frog power uh it sounds exactly like their music about game of thrones just with different lyrics with different lyrics which I'm sure H.P. Lovecraft would really love is that <laughs> well, exact same style of writing. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's like that thing that was like the Mekong Delta, right? When they put out uh, Music Vergazon. Like, I didn't really feel 
like it was Lovecraftian at all. I mean, it's just a metal. Yeah. I mean, it was Wait, just exactly. thrash metal. Well, I already have that issue with like most things that are Lovecraft related. Is I'm like, what does this have to do with Lovecraft? This music doesn't apply at all. Like, I assume that because so many death metal bands have yeah. used it that like at some point somebody did something appropriate. Well, I but did. I haven't like tried to. Well, yeah, no, I've heard yours too, and I've yours. Yo, absolutely. Mine was the thematic piece that follows the story arc and like is the thing. Yeah, and also doesn't have lyrics. Yeah, well, so. but but it, but like again, but musically, like you listen to it and you can you're like okay. There's some connection, whereas fucking happy power metal <laughs> is maybe not the best for spooky term. Yeah, exactly. This, uh, this happy power metal, this major key music <laughs> is so terrifying. Yeah. I really feel like a demon's about to eat me. <laughs> so I don't I don't really have much to say about many of these bands, right? I mean, I, I remember enjoying Tears Set. Um, I don't know who most of them are. All I have to yeah, s- I mean yeah. that's 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 part of the problem. No, all I remember f- not the, that lineup was not very interesting. Oh, Van Gogh played Midweek Mayhem too. I don't know if I actually went to that. I saw them, but are they one of those bands that Ugh. they wish DC Cooper was in the band? No, they wish they were Pain of Salvation. Oh, they're the one who I accused them of being Pain of Salvation. I accused them of being a Pain of Salvation clone, and then the dude in ISD who at the time I thought was trying to be a Pain of Salvation clone chimed in on Facebook to say, no, that, those guys aren't Pain of Salvation clones. And then I was kind of like, well, you know, technically that's like kind of a compliment. Right. Because like it's there not easy. There are way easy. worse things to be. It turns out I was wrong, but like also sorry for thinking you're a better band than yeah. you were the thing. Right. It turns out like, well, they, and I, I could still, again, there's, the reason I said it is because there's clear signs in both their music that they're really into Pain of Salvation. But also, they're not as good. So right. I mean, I'll listen to Wastefall. Oh yeah. Well, that's the thing. Wastefall is the only band that is like legitimately pulled off being a Pain right. Salvation clone. And so you're less good than Wastefall. You know, like <laughs> like that's the bar. It's like if you're gonna copy this band, you need to at least be as good as the other copy. Yes. Uh. Okay. So oh yeah, that was the first year Leprous was there, which was uh, significant because. Uh, for a band I had not heard of, knew nothing about, and you know, didn't know any of their material or anything, it was, it was very few cases where I've seen a band like that and just been like, this is the, the new hot shit. Like, right. This is yeah. where it's at. Well, that's what happened to me when I saw Gojira. Oh, yeah. And, yeah. But this was before Bilateral came out, right? I think it had just come out. Like, I think they were promoting it. Oh, okay. So it was like a combination of stuff from bilateral and tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, see, I don't, like, I don't like tall poppy syndrome. Yeah, I'm not really into it either. But they were like, no, nobody knew their material at the set. Right, but right. So I can't remember still... which songs weren't as good because I just remember that they like performed the shit out of them. Yeah. And like, you get, at least I'm sure got some bilateral songs in there. And I mean, they might have done forced entry or something. I don't know if that was. Yeah, I, I honestly don't remember. I didn't know any of their material. Yeah, I didn't, at the I didn't time. know any of it. But I, know I, that I was there, like, there I gotta go people, check the shit out. There were people on PMX who knew who they were before that show and they were like lepers is the shit right and like yeah. you know of course i was like whatever there are like 20 bands going i don't i'm not gonna listen to all of them yeah um but yeah their set was very good from what i recall i just don't remember anything specific about it yeah i just remember like they were awesome even though they were well i actually liked that they had like a like they they were still doing the red and black with their like vests and stuff oh now their, oh, now that they've gone all black Right, right. They've now gone all black. Uh, and there was like a weird transition of like black and gray or something before that, I think, too. But like, they, they moved away from vampire. Right. Well, the red and black, it had. It also has this weird kind of like, you know, craft work thing. It was like black shirt with red tie. Yeah. It's kind of a whole thing. Yeah. So, 
Um, but at the time, oh, was and some of them had like red jeans and stuff. They were. So. Were they still wearing? Was Einar still wearing one piece of a three piece suit? Yes. <laughs> yes. No. That's that's <laughs> that's his trademark. Been consistent. Yeah. For those of you who've never seen Leprous, that yes. one piece is the vest. <laughs> yes. Which, He's wearing uh, like he wears black jeans and a dress shirt and then this this <laughs> suit vest. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, which we will we will uh, come back to talk more about the recent Lepus show in New York. Yeah, the only the only other thing I remember about this year was I when the lineup was announced and they announced both Nocturnal Rights and Hammerfall. I was like, that's really interesting because I've always associated those two bands in my mind stylistically mm. with Nocturnal Rights being f- by far the better in every category. That is correct. Better vocalist, yeah. better songwriter. But Nocturnal Rights are listenable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Hammerfall is pretty much terrible it's like comedy <laughs> unintentional comedy power metal. Uh, yeah it's like we're gonna sing about how metal we are and how much we love metal but we're not but, man of war but not like <laughs> but we're gonna try to yeah we're gonna we're gonna try to do it without scaring anybody <laughs> like without startling anybody with any like abrupt rocking like, <laughs> Are you adequately prepared to rock? Okay, then yeah. we will start now, now that you are prepared. All right. So, 2011. Yep. Prog Power 12. Uh, uh, okay, so... Another, uh, long, another long list of a bunch of bands that are not really that interesting, but there are some good ones in here. Yeah, well... Um, Notably, Labyrinth came back, which is great because that I was there was, for this year, right? Yeah, this okay. was. Uh, oh, this might have been. Was this the year of? Uh, yeah, Isan was there and Sanctuary. Yeah, 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 yeah you were there. Okay. This was the. Yep. Was this the the year that I got the suite, or was this the year of? This could have been Portable Radio because that was like a <laughs> late lineup, right? That was more recent. No, Portable Radio was. We were listening to the Master of Disguise. So it was right. definitely after. And I don't remember who. Play- yeah, right. Yeah, it was like two years. Ago. Okay, so you're right. So this is uh, the year that. I got like a suite. You and Eric crashed. We were just talking about this earlier, but then like with you, when you pull out the, like the couch, like you can't get through the room anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm pretty sure this was the year of the stones too. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Stones, stones, no, stones, bone no bone zone. Should I forget? <laughs> um, yeah, that is correct. Yes. That, that, uh, that was that year. Yeah. So, uh, and the kickoff was Evergrey and Vanden Plus and power glove um oh yeah and oh yeah that okay so was was this the evergrey was that the acoustic set yeah okay yeah, well, no, the, right. yeah the acoustic set was uh, okay. the day before i think right but i totally i totally remember this now i now know which year this was and what happened okay we can talk about this now <laughs> awesome yeah uh yeah yeah i remember this yeah they played a bunch of uh yeah, I don't know. Evergrey acoustic set was not all. It was cracked up. Hey, man, it was way better was than right. like any terrible band playing normally. True, true. I, I guess it was probably better than the marriage proposal set. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I mean, not only because that shit is just fucking obnoxious, but also like they had the they had the gain turned all the way up, and I mean, it was uh, that the mix in that in that marriage proposal set was unlistenable. Well, that was there. Was that our recreating our DVD that you could watch at home <laughs> set? I think that was what it was, right? That was the, they're like, we're going to recreate the experience. I think that was the, we want to, we want to, you know, burn out the PA system it was, set. Yeah. Was it the recreation set? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh yeah. So that was also the year of uh, Labyrinth came back or 
uh, Return to Heaven Denied 2, <laughs> or as it should have been called, Return to, to Return, Return to Heaven Denied. Denied. <laughs> um, yeah, which uh, unfortunately was like not a great album, but it's cool because they played a bunch of stuff off the first Return to right, Heaven Denied, yeah. so that was what really mattered. Yeah, and I remember, so Therian came back that year too, and uh, I recall being a little bit disappointed in their set. Yeah, it was not good. Well, just compared to their previous set, which I thought was a lot better, and the lineup had lost some some talent. So right? uh, I mean, they still had they had was Snowy Shaw at that show one know. this year? I don't know. the The thing is, I didn't see the first Therian set, and my <laughs> the theory in that I like is their ABBA cover. Like that is so much better than any of their own original material. <laughs> that cover of Summer Night City is so amazing. And uh I don't know that they'll ever play it, so Yeah. Oh, was that the first year Haken played? It was. That was the year that I sponsored Haken with uh Rod, Sarah, and Jeremy. Did I skip that set? Because I don't remember it. Uh, probably, probably. It was um, the first one of the day, I think. Oh yeah, mm. I don't think I saw much of that night. Then I definitely skipped it. Uh, Isan was really good. Yeah, Isan. So that was when Leprous was his backing band. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. We were, I was right up front for that. Oh right, and it was it was yeah the year after Leprous debuted, and then so then they came back as his backing band. Um, and then Sanctuary was pretty that, good. I thought that set was bad though. Like they like there was they played some song that like wasn't a Sanctuary song and oh. it was just terrible. It was like the most generic. It sounded like one of those songs that you're you're jamming with some dudes for the first time. So yeah. you play like the most straight ahead rock riff <laughs> yeah. so that it's like so that you can't lose the beat and they were like, "Yeah, that's good enough. Let's uh let's just use that." Yeah. Uh, so like the set list kind of was garbage, but uh, but yeah, they did play some cool stuff. Yeah, well, because they they also insisted on playing new stuff, right? Right, that's what that was the thing. But yeah. it was like they hadn't hashed it out yet. Right, right. So they probably so so you mean they played some song that like didn't make it on the album? Right, yeah. Or or they, or got drastically reworked. Right, one of the right. two. I was like, what is this? Yeah, yeah. No, yeah. They. I mean, the old stuff was good, but yeah, I know what you mean. So is this also the first year that Voyager played? Uh, I feel like they maybe because I feel like I've seen them a bunch. Maybe yeah, maybe they played one of the one of the Wednesday or Thursday shows in earlier years. But they played the they played the main yeah the main show. yeah. But they they were it wasn't it wasn't the year that they. I don't know if they I don't know if they technically headlined or came, or were the second headline. I did not see them headline. So, but the yeah. So then that wasn't it. But, but it was an earlier set. Yeah. Well, and they uh, this was so this was the year the lead singer he was wearing the woman's jacket from <laughs> oh, Ann yeah. Taylor, which I know that because my mom has that jacket. Yeah, it was like uh, I want to see like red and black, like houndstooth or something. Maybe it's, some kind no, of it's pattern. not houndstooth, but it's like it's like it's like. I, I don't know what you call the pattern, yeah. but it, it's a much, it's, uh, houndstooth is usually like the, like the knit pattern. This is like, yeah. a, this is like the fabric pattern and it's much larger, but it's just, I have no idea how to describe this. Maybe, yeah. maybe you can find the jacket on the Ann Taylor yeah. website. Or, or, just, or find a picture of from that set. <laughs> oh, right. Oh yeah. Even better. <laughs> just post it on the site. But it was weird. He was wearing this like jacket for a lot of the, 
said and it was kind it's of like weird. a jacket to a woman's pants suit it had yeah because it had like weird shoulders and yeah yeah my mom has the jacket <laughs> you're like what's this dude's deal um <laughs> anyway yeah the only other thing i have to say about uh about this year is that 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 higgin set um sponsoring them was how i met keen so oh, shout okay. out to keen hosier cool So I don't think, is there anything left to say about Prop Power 12? Move on to 12? Yeah, move to so 2012. 12, um, oh man, okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't think it was there this year. So, okay, so uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll just read through the bands real quick. So Sinbreed, uh, who? Uh, King Crow, uh, I Wait, saw them. Sinbreed? Sinbreed. Okay, I do vaguely re- recall like well, you on probably, the announcement, right? Video, you saw you right. say announcement at least. And I was here. like, "Who is this?" Right. Right. Who? Um, King Crow, who like, oh, man. I, I do remember seeing them. Overrated. Yeah, I do freaking, remember seeing them on the announcement video. Uh, yeah, uh, and I saw them in New York too because I think they opened for Pain and Salvation, and so. Uh, but man, I did not get what everyone was so freaking excited about. I, I even listened to their album, and people were like, "I guess some people were like, yeah, that it was a lot better on the album, but." When I saw them, I, like their vocalist is terrible, and like I think there must be a lot of layering and like backup stuff on the album that wasn't there. So there's just this dude who can't really sing, and I was like, "What are you doing?" Wait, you mean they had not yet innovated fronting tracks? Uh, no, no. <laughs> 2012, man. Like, like shit. That's shit was fast, but yeah, no, it's 2016. It's crazy innovation. how. <laughs> backing tracks have advanced like whenever like bands used to have them at prog power it was rare and it was kind of like half the time you only you heard about it because they they lost them right like <laughs> like amaranth who is the next band on this list uh they played that year and they like forgot their hard drive and because they need a whole hard drive for backing tracks so then they had like a track on like an ipod and it was like why didn't you just do that in the first place it's a track like you right. don't need the whole pro tool session uh, unlike some bands we saw last <laughs> night. Um, but I guess if you want to be able to, you know, take various vocalists who aren't in your band in and out of the mix, then you might need to, anyway. Uh, so yeah, no, but, uh, just saying tracks have tracks have come a long way. Yo, actually I've got a technical question about that since I know nothing about how this stuff is done. Sure. The, uh, when you have a backing track, do you have to Make sure you play in time with the backing right. track. Right, so it idea? will have a click yeah. that you can't hear. You also have a click so, track. So you send the click track out to the in-ear monitor mix. Oh, so you notice almost everybody who plays with tracks uses in-ear monitors. Mm-hmm. Because if you were using stage monitors, those could still bleed. But so at the bare minimum, you need to send the click to the drummer. If if the band is decent enough to follow the drummer, then the, just the drummer needs the click but I would be willing to bet that most of these bands are just sending the click to everybody and it's on their in-ears because especially because if a lot of these guys, they have these stupid like atmospheric intros or orchestral intros or whatever. So you have to come in in time before the drummer started playing. So it's almost, almost certainly the, there's a click going to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the the sort of budget way is you'll have just a stereo track with one being like the backing track and then the other one being the click and so that way one ear you know gets clicked and you only send one channel to the, the board because okay. like most people unless you're like headlining and you have your whole thing set up like most people aren't like mixing 
your shit a whole lot anyway. So like, you know, there's, right. there's no point in having like fancy stereo stuff. Right. Cause, cause you a, don't know. Cause in a small it. room, you can't hear it. And in a big room, it just, the image gets lost anyway. Well, and a lot of the time when people try to be fancy, like I actually noticed a little bit, uh, this could have also just been the fact that, uh, oh man, I keep talking about last night's show. <laughs> I'm trying to keep that separate, but uh, maybe we won't. Maybe we'll just combine it. I but think we should just talk about it. We'll yeah. talk about it. Yeah. So uh, the first three bands, none of them had stage volume because they all were running Kemper or Axe Effects direct. And so you could hear, you were just coming from the sides. Yeah. And for yeah, one you of them, you could not hear them up close right. because you had to be in the field of the main. This is why I keep talking about, like, I got to get a like a cab thing for my rig because this is a, like, like uh, all the like gent bands have already figured this out because they've already been playing this shit for a few years. And so they're like, they all went from like no cabs to bring a cab back because yeah. they missed a, the, the kids up front, you know, don't get punched in the face with it as much and B on stage. If you don't have in-ears, you know, or something, or something anyway, just happens to your in-ears. Right. That's the thing about in-ears right. is if they go down your, that's it. Or if the, you're if, screwed. Or if for some reason, like, the mix is fucked or they're too loud or quiet, you might want to just take, take them, out them out and yeah. rather than go deaf. And so, yeah, exactly. And so like Leprous, uh, regardless of the fact that they're using real amps, they had fucking cabs and you, you could hear all their guitars no matter what. And some of those bands, not only were they only in the PA, but I felt like they were panned hard left and right. Oh, I don't know. Cause like one band, I, I was like, I could only really hear one guitar and the other one was like, sound like it was coming from all the way. And I was like, so, I mean, the other thing is that if you, so if you're not good, right, and you go direct, this sound guy can't really help you. Yeah. If you aren't good, if your sound coming out of your amp kind of sucks, I mean, like, put some mic like a 57 that just totally changes the tone and then they can move it around and they yeah. can EQ it and stuff. Like, it's a lot harder when you're just getting a direct feed and you're like, well, it already sounds like shit. I can't really yeah. help you. Whereas if it's like, Oh, your amp sounds like shit. We have decades of experience of miking those right. to make it's, them sound passable. It's like this iro ironic sort of paradox where like, if you're me, it's exactly why I want to go direct. So you can't fuck up my tone. But if you have shitty tone and shitty playing, you want the sound guy to hide your your shame, basically. I just turned my amp up so loud that like it's like you don't need to mic my cab. That was the that was the last gig. He was like he's like, well, we'll see. I plug in. He's like, you're right. I don't need to mic that. I'm like, that's correct. Yeah. I am super loud. Yeah. Thanks for playing. <laughs> All right. So let's see where we're at. So amaranth and serenity. Oh, amaranth. Um. Yeah. Serenity. Why do I? Why do I know this band? Because they're uh, terrible. Yeah. Um, are they named fuck, after? Are they? They're like one of these bands who like, are they sci-fi band? They keep using the word prog, but I don't think it means what they think it means. Um, like I got the impression, like, oh man, I don't well, know. I feel what like the they were like they? they were like they were starting off where Sonata Arctica left off with like <laughs> that's Rick not a good place. Yeah, like that. that's a reasonable description though. I think. Yeah, they're like super happy, like melodic. Oh, I have seen heard them described as symphonic. So that actually is a when you when you know what symphonic metal is, that's actually a useful term, right? Because then you go, oh, so what you're saying is they have keyboards, way too many classical? keyboards, way too many keyboards, and cycle five. <laughs> yeah, do uh, are they 
But what are, what's their legal content? Is it Dungeons and Dragons? Or That's the other thing. I don't know. I but know. like, just I, I visually I, I and auditorily, that sounds like power metal. I assume that they're singing, yeah, about like Dungeons and Dragons because that's what it sounds like it should uh-huh. be. But I don't know if that's what it's actually about because I also missed their set and I also didn't care. See, because I want to, I want to see if they get double nerd points for because Serenity was the name of right. There's nothing to do with that though. Firefly. I don't think, I don't think it, it had like the name of the that. movie or whatever. Yeah. I was hoping they were a sci-fi band. No, no I don't think so. <laughs> Damn it! I think it's just coincidence. I hate it when my when my hunches about terrible bands are wrong. <laughs> But I, I just, I don't know, after after making a mistake many times in my music listening career and uh, reading lyrics from power metal bands, I don't make that mistake here's, anymore. Here's what we should do. We should have an episode where, um, like, whatever bands are playing at, at the fest that I've never heard of, you tell me the name and where they're from. And then we, I come up with a description and then we listen to the band and see how accurate <laughs> yeah, it is. That's a good idea. So uh, here's a good a good sign that Serenity wrote their own Wikipedia entry. Is uh, <laughs> is it says that they're good? <laughs> no, no. I'll just read it and uh, just the way it's written. Serenity is an Austrian symphonic power metal band which was originally formed back in 2001. However, it became a more stable group with a consistent lineup in 2004 when it also began using more progressive and power influences than earlier. They have defined their genre with more melodic and symphonic metal elements. Uh, yeah, yeah, I, really I think hope, you wrote that. I really hope whoever wrote that's first language is not English, because that's right. Those, those are like the, yeah. so those that's are another like the, yeah. that, that seems like it. a completely dispassionate description of that band. Well, those are like the mistakes that you in freshman English, you know, they tell you right. Those are of the mistakes that most band fans earlier because that's how time works. <laughs> right. There's Here's always a picture of me when I was younger. <laughs> right. This is how every band bio sounds. <laughs> This band first formed in this year. Then, which is really important to have right. the sound. Then there were some lineup changes which you care about. Some people are no longer in the band who used to be in the band before. Uh, and now so? it sounds kind of different. Yeah. Then they start. They put out an album. Then when they put out another album, it sounded different from that previous album. And it was, but they really started to find their sound... <laughs> When they put out the third album, received great reviews by <laughs> randos on the internet. Yes. This reminds me of reading reading white papers. Whenever the white paper starts with the two words, this paper, I just hang my head. I'm like, oh, God, you guys just failed at English. <laughs> me fail English. <laughs> <laughs> Who else was on the bill? Primordial. Oh, uh, is there, oh, yeah. aren't there two bands called Primordial? Is it one a black metal band or was this the black metal band? No, they, yeah, they were, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're sort of black metal-ish at least. I gotta look this up. They were this definitely... is one of those things that always confuses me. Like, I feel like there's two bands named Portal and there's two bands named Primordial. Yeah, I'm not sure if the Wikipedia page is referring to the right band. Wasn't the because uh, I remember Glenn during the um, during the uh, uh, yeah, this is the right band. It is. 
Pretty sure. So, but what's what's that guy's name or his stage uh, name? I I don't know. Okay. But, he wore, but he wore corpse paint the whole weekend. They did, yeah. Including no, at the, the after reason, party. But there was, yeah. And I wish, like he was like, once you'd make sure you know he's in a band. He was like proselytizing to people at the courtyard, but I think it was about like really weird, fucked up shit. Like I don't, I don't want to presume, but it might be that kind of black metal band, if you know what I mean. <laughs> they're from Ireland. Yeah. Yeah, just uh, the one okay, thing so I remember. Not, oh, I no, no, no. No, you're definitely correct. Because uh, Metal Archives, this is how it describes them. Lyrical themes, cultural heritage, history, struggle. Yeah, they're a total NS band. Yeah. That is that is not cool. Wait, yeah. so how the, how the hell did an NS band play this fast? Uh, well, uh, how did all these other fucking shitty bands play this best? Uh, yeah, it's one thing to be terrible. It's another right, thing right. to be like... Uh, well, I mean, it's one of those things where, like, periodically stuff from, like, other metal scenes slips through because Glenn is looking for a band that he knows a bunch of people who go to this would also, or who are at least, like, willing to go to Prague Power would definitely be more interested in it if we got this one exclusive way, yeah and like more extreme and like there's always like that one quote-unquote what they call the oddball band which sometimes is an oddball band sometimes it's just a band from a different style of music or like a yeah. more heavy so, metal band okay <laughs> like, so if you, it make, makes it oddball for prog power right but okay yeah here we go if you type primordial band into google uh one of the google suggests is primordial band racist <laughs> So let's that click, answers let's that click, question. Let's click Moving on it. On. Let's click on it and see what it says. No, but it, but in all seriousness, the uh, one of the one of the things that uh, when you're a sponsored prog power, uh, that kind of one of the perks of doing it is that you get to meet the band like after their after their set. You know, you get to meet them backstage, chat with them for a little while. And remember at the the <clears throat> there's a, a a meeting every year of all the sponsors and Glenn and Glenn explains here's how things go down here's what you're what you're allowed to do backstage and what you're not and he said at that meeting <laughs> that, no uh, that the primordial guy in the <laughs> but in addition to that he said that that the, for primordial it's like yeah I don't I don't think you guys want to meet the primordial <laughs> band like I, I think i think maybe they're not into that so you might just want to skip trying to meet them after the set <laughs> yeah i don't well, remember exactly how that went down but i thought it was interesting because that's like the only time i think that's ever happened yeah well some people definitely met that dude at the courtyard i definitely heard some stories but um yeah uh and i saw a little bit of their set <laughs> but i was like oh god what a <laughs> What did you find? Page two of of the Google results. All right, uh, includes a link the to a a forum thread entitled "Celtic Frost Lets Me Down," and this is on Stormfront. Which, for those of you who don't know, that's like the 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 like white power uh, message board. Um, <laughs> Yeah. So Celtic Frost let them down because they weren't racist. They were, I enough. guess they, they were. Racist they were too <laughs> inclusive. <laughs> Celtic Frost was all like speaking about equality. I couldn't handle it. Oh, oh man, I don't understand. Like the thing is, these bands are never good either. Right. That was the thing. Was, I, they weren't good. Like I, I was like, why are these guys here? There's a whole um, 
uh, what's this guy's name? I went to his talk. It, it, he he does a lot of research on um, on bands that do either like racist or nationalist movements, and mm-hmm. he has this whole dissection. And his whole thing was these like, we, and I like at his talk, he had all these examples. He's like, yeah, this is the most like straight ahead forms of all of these things. He's always like, it's always just the most because the whole the point is it needs to be lowest common denominator. So that anyone who comes in with these views can get into, they're not going to be like, I really agree with hating everybody, but uh, I can't get into all these notes. <laughs> like, like it has to basically be like, nod your head. Right. Okay. Like, uh, yeah. Racist uh, music sucks. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Who, who else was on this? Um, Did they headline? <laughs> No, no, they had a pretty no, early were, spot, I think. Um, yeah, Redemption was... <laughs> <laughs> well, was so this I think the year... Memorial was third to last for the day, Was this the year right? that Redemption had the like the PowerPoint behind them? And like during their last song or something, it was like, Cancer is my bitch, because Nick wanted everyone to know that he beat cancer. I'm, I'm pretty sure it was that year, although I don't and remember I was that like, specifically. It, and I was like, does this mean I can start making fun of his band again? <laughs> 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 no cancer huh okay good your, your band sucks <laughs> hey buddy how you doing oh you're doing good yeah your band's terrible yeah oh oh did do you have access to all the health care that money can buy oh good then i'm sure you, yeah cancer's your bitch and and not oncology's bitch or anything like that you did it nick all by yourself with the power of your rocking <laughs> As a redemption. Oh yeah, Epica. Epica must have been the headliner first yeah, night. Yeah, wow. Um, the band named after Camelot a crappy Epic, album yeah, of another band. And they've now like so they've now they're like the new Camelot basically uh, in terms of like popularity and and like middle of the road appeal. <laughs> um, uh, okay, so then the next night was uh, Beyond the Bridge. Who Landfear uh, Solution Forty Five? I think they canceled. Mystic Prophecy. What? Mayan. Uh, I don't know any oh, of these oh, bands. Oh, Mayan yeah, so. is significant because Mayan is the... So, uh, I'm pretty sure Epica is Mark Jansen's band. He's the guitarist and he writes everything. But he wanted to do a side project where he would play guitar and write everything. But I and guess do he, vocals. And do more vocals. But like he, also, he, he just does crappy death vocals and he also does those in Epica. So he just wanted to hire other vocalists. Like it sounds... It sounds like uh, like Epica, but it's trying to be heavier, but it still sucks, and just more people singing on it. Like I watched a part of their set, and I was just like, "What is this shit?" And, anyway, well, so out. just yeah, FYI, uh, we sponsored Mayan that year. Yeah, and uh, I mean, I, well, I enjoyed their good. set. Floor was really good, and yeah. I got a great picture with her afterwards. They had great singers. It's just they wrote the same dude wrote the music who writes the music for Epica and he's not good at writing music. It was also a little incongruous watching him like the way he was dressed kind of, kind of as a frat boy. Oh, I didn't know. Doing, his, his doing, uh, growling vocals. It was a little bit strange. So wearing like salmon pants and boat shoes. No, but I think he had a, <laughs> he, he had his hat on backward. Vineyard vines. Oh. 
It was just, it was a little odd, but now, you know, like it's, it's far enough back in history now that, you know, like I don't remember all the specifics. Did he have a cunt shell necklace? <laughs> yeah. All I remember is I was super bored. Um, and I was like, why is this dude popular? Um, but okay. Uh, Mayan pretty maids. That was another, like a bunch of people were like, finally getting to see pretty maids. And it's like AOR. Yeah, it was like was, twenty years too late. Yeah, and I was yeah, and I was like, oh, I I literally have heard of Pretty Maids because every year at Prague Power, like in the early years, somebody would be like, you know who I want to see is Pretty Maids, and I'd be like, who the fuck is Pretty? Yeah, it was super underwhelming. And then Symphony X uh, headlined the next night, and that was the show where I was like, even though Symphony X isn't putting out stuff I'm excited about, they always put on a great show, and I had a really good time. And then they ruined that when I saw them last year in New York, and it was the most bored I'd ever been at a Symphony X show, which I didn't know could happen. Well, I think wasn't so at this show. Wasn't this the one where they also played the Odyssey for the at least the second right. time at Rock yes. Power? That was my other. And they closed with that, and it just right. kept going and going and going. Yeah, and going. I, I left, but uh, but they I think they opened with Divine Wings of Tragedy, so they opened with the good long song, and then I got to leave before they played all of the other one. Because um, I was also thinking about how, you know, that New York Symphony X show is the, the, the most bored I'd been at a Symphony X show, except maybe during the Odyssey. Because uh, yeah. I do black out for 90% of that song every time. There's like a cool part at the beginning and a cool part at the end, and the rest of it, couldn't tell you. No memory of it whatsoever. Yeah, I'm pretty sure on and that I've seen tour, I, le- I just walked out. And again, more importantly, it. though, why have I seen it performed more than once? I'm pretty sure. Like, at least twice. I'm pretty Maybe sure. Maybe three I, times. I'm I pretty sure I only saw it once. They, they, started, they started playing it and I left. But it's like, it's one of those things where, you know, they should have played it when they wrote it and then refru- refused to play it for several years. But instead they were like, we're going to give you a special treat. But if you do it all the time, it's not a special treat. You just play your 30 minute song too much or however long it is. It's not actually 30 minutes, but it's I was like thinking it is. four minutes or something. Right. But it feels like 30 because <laughs> I black out for a half hour every time they play it. And then I wake up I'm like, wait, what happened? I really Something's like the playing? first like three minutes and right. the last like the two be- minutes. Yes. The beginning and the end. And I black out for the entire middle section. That's five minutes of it. There's 20 minutes I black out for every time they play that song. And I could not tell you what happens. Actually, I could tell you what happens because I read the Odyssey and I liked it. But then they wrote this shitty song. It has nothing to do with it. It's so fucking... I was like... I was like really on board. And then I'm like, no, this is so boring. Like, this is so... The middle of the song is is uh, is nonsense. Well, year, yeah, years ago, after this album came out... Um I went. I, I've never read the Odyssey, but I went and looked up information about it. And isn't like half of the Odyssey after he gets back, and he's like trying to get- no. But there's a chunk um, at the end where he gets back, and there's well half of well actually there's like a parallel storyline like of them cutting back to his home, right? Because there's all these dudes waiting to bang his wife, right? Because they think he's dead. Yeah. And they're like, so they're, you know, the, the suitors. She's holding out. One of the central themes. Yeah. But doesn't he, he comes back and like hides in plain sight. Like he pretends right. to be he a beggar pretends to be a suitor like as well. Oh, okay. And then at the last minute pops out and like kills the fuck out of everybody. <laughs> See, the Odyssey is fucking great. But this song, what the shit? I need to write a song about the Odyssey just to be like. But you got to do it like R. Kelly style. <laughs> oh shit, that would be amazing. <laughs> 
right? Oh, Cause, yeah. Because it's basically like that thing, like, why are you bringing your girl to the club? It'd be like, <laughs> why are you trying to fuck my Lunch. bitch? And hip-hop. then it's like, yo, I cut you. Yo, a hip hop based on the Odyssey? Yes. Let's do it. The Odyssey? Yeah. <laughs> yo, you got some beats. Yo. And, you got some beats, And son? it's like... It's proper, like, like culturally. Oh, oh, it's proper. The way that the Odyssey was originally transmitted was an oral tradition, right? right. So a poet would sing the epic to people. So you would say you spit so, as a lyrical poet? Right, right. Like like OG Homer style, <laughs> yo. The original Greek. <laughs> the original Greek MC. OG The OG MC. My man Homer. <laughs> oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I should write this down. <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, I remember at, when the when the uh, when Symphony X started playing the Odyssey. At that point, um, I, I'm not entirely sure why Sarah decided to wait until the end to to wait through that. But she was like, "Oh shit!" and just sat down in the front row when they still had seats in that front row. I was like, "Fuck!" Another 25 minutes of this crap. I mean, I don't know why she just didn't leave at that point, but yeah. But the uh, the only other thing of note that year, which I so the so they didn't have a kickoff or midweek mayhem. They had that show with Nightwish and Camelot the night before the on Thursday night, basically, and um, that was the. It was interesting because Annette was the singer for Nightwish at that show, but it was a couple maybe. Two weeks later, or something, where she got shit canned yeah, and replaced yeah, with Floor. And so remember. I'm thinking that maybe they met Floor and they were like, "Hey, you might be I, a good singer." Well, they probably knew of her already, but like you said, they probably met her there and realized she's not that busy. Like, because right. she doesn't have like a solid, like I mean, I guess she gets around. She she must have enough work to like keep doing. I mean, I don't know. For all I know, she could have a day job. You know, there are a lot of European metal people who have jobs and shit but or she probably isn't one stipends. of the, i mean because she shows up enough places well and obviously now she's a nightwish but the point is before nightwish like she probably needed a gig like that and they were like oh fuck like we might be able to get her if we get rid of this other chick <laughs> asap uh but yeah no i definitely think there's there's some connection there uh and i, I remember i was like uh i mean i don't know i can't get a nightwish anywhere anyway but i watched them that, that year and was like, eh, all right. Yeah, Wishmaster yeah. was kind of the point where I was like, this is this train's yeah. done. Well, I, I I had a conversation with somebody recently about this. Uh, I just like Oceanborn, basically. Yeah, like, Oceanborn. Like, when what I'm was like, the one before Whenever that? I'm like, why did I like... Uh, there's, I forget, there's but two, there's another one before that. The first that. two, I, I, but you're right. Oceanborn was the one I remember listening to more. I, I, I basically had Oceanborn, and there's a few decent tracks on Wishmaster, because at least they had like some guitar riffs. Before it just went like fucking. Well, I mean, there's still crappy guitars, but uh, but that yeah, that was when like I was because whenever I'm like, why did I used to like Nightwish? I listen <laughs> to something from Oceanborn and I go, oh right, like this was kind of cool. Yeah, this was kind of cool, and it never got any cooler. It only got it only less got cool, and like now you got Epica, and then it was, my buddy Jeff had this cassette tape um, where the on the one side he dubbed Oceanborn, and on the other side he he dubbed was it Tales of Creation? It was some candle. It was either Nightfall or Tales of Creation. And so Oceanborn had that super tinny uh, production, and and Candlemass had that like you know fat as hell like like just fuzzy tape sound. And so you turn the tape over, and it was like it's one of those deals where like you drink a like a 
like a cheap beer after like a super dark one and you just can't do it it had that same effect <laughs> yeah. on your ears it was weird yeah whenever that whenever that topic comes up i always wonder what like what combination of a their music changed b my taste changed uh well no again it's largely these people have no training in composition so when they do something that's cool it's like by random chance and so you you can either repeat the same thing that you did right but now it's less novel because it's like well i already heard this before or you can try to do something else and what's the chance that you're randomly going to do two different things well when you don't understand why other music works and why the thing that you did successfully works right if you don't have any sort of framework by which to understand how parts of music relate to one another i.e counterpoint <laughs> harmony right forms okay yeah. like the oh, chances man, are greek really to low me. Uh, you know is it like it's also OG? all greek to these bands most of the time <laughs> well right? i don't write music that's right, probably but, a good thing right, but that's, well that's the point is like yeah is is uh what's the way out of that quandary is like how do we do something new but not so new that the people who like the thing we already do bail on us and it's like well if you know what you're doing musically you can like introduce new elements or new ideas or give you a new jumping off right. point it's for called, something it's to called write. evolving whereas right. most people just change lanes it's also they either like, stay in the lane or they change lanes <laughs> most people don't evolve and also like that's the thing is like development right it's the central theme to music for hundreds of years that's essentially gone now that's the thing <laughs> songs themselves no longer evolve and then like bands don't evolve either they either just stay in the lane or they change lanes that's it <laughs> like yes uh learn learn about music right and we, we were talking about this before why is cole so good because they developed the idea of each song like it was instead of throwing a bunch of ideas together they had an idea and then they just kind of developed it and so that's why it's so cohesive and focused well right and they didn't they didn't compose you know like 30 different ideas and then staple some of them together right, right. Song. <laughs> and, oh so i forgot to mention this last night when i was getting my hair cut yesterday i mentioned i was going to see leprous I mentioned they're like one of my you know favorite bands right now, except their last album wasn't so good. She was like, oh, what happened? I said, oh, well, the dude wrote it on his MacBook. <laughs> yeah, right. No, and I said that to those kids that were up front I was they, yeah. because they they liked it. And I was like, no, it just sounds like it's like a lot of times composers will write music using the, you know, the, the MIDI playback from their software. And like, that's a really horrible thing to do. And the dude's like, he's like, oh, I do that. And I go, yeah, you need to stop doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like it's really hard first of all so um uh Hindemith had this thing where he claimed you weren't a real composer unless you knew how to play all the instruments that you're composing for um and so so his claim was that he was the only true orchestral composer of all time because he knew how to play every instrument in the orchestra <laughs> which like that's overkill yeah you can't like you can study the the thing is right what happens when you when you're writing music down on paper you you are putting something down on the paper and you're expecting something back so if you look at sufficiently many other examples of things being down on paper you can successfully anticipate what's going to happen when you write certain yeah. things down on the paper and, and, and you can it, learn about different instruments without playing them and correct. what the common articulations right. you are you study the rep and and but almost invariably your intent should not be what the MIDI playback sounds like. <laughs> right. Otherwise, you should just be writing pieces for MIDI playback, which people do. Yeah. Like, like, but most of the time, that stuff is is things that like humans could not 
play. Right. And so it's the it's appropriate. Like the point is you're you're um, exploiting the unique capabilities of of the thing. And and it, you know we all think MIDI playback is dumb, but it's the same deal where like. Well, you think, well, I don't want to listen to sine waves either, but if you add enough of them up, it starts to sound interesting. It's the same same deal with like the the black MIDI scene and stuff like that. Yeah. But don't write don't write <laughs> music that's not for MIDI with MIDI. Yeah, yeah. It's a bad idea. Yeah. And if you want to know what that sounds like, listen to the congregation by Lepris. Right. Or don't. If you want to hear what the opposite sounds like, listen to Cole. Right. If you want to hear when all those ideas were like good. But so, so this is also why I'm still, I mean, there's a lot of reasons I'm still hopeful for, for Lepra's, but it's that uh, they did something different on this album and it was writing in uh, Logic's piano roll. And, <laughs> but so far they haven't repeated themselves, right? Every album they've done something a little different. So hopefully the next one, although. Well, they did, they did do, they did recycle a bunch of stuff on this album, mm-hmm. which was concerning. But right, the deal you get two. Like you're they uh, when they release their next album, I will listen to it. Yeah. If it's garbage, then I will stop yeah. attempting. But yeah, I mean like you're allowed to have a bad album. Lots of yeah. lots of people have bad albums. It's just disconcerting because we know precisely why right. what and went wrong and yes. that's the thing that a lot of people tend to do and they probably think like, Oh, this is this was such a great way to do this. Right. And of course there's uh which I have mixed feelings about. There's been a fairly positive response to it. Like I've seen a lot of people yep. being like, "Yo, the congregation and the dudes right. at the show last night were singing like, along." Right. And I was those like, "Guys <laughs> loved it," and they were all singing along. And the kids, were, like the like a lot of those kids were were young, yeah, like like nineteen, twenty, twenty one, and they were all singing along. Yeah. Okay, so at least it's good to know that the eighteen and up made a difference for the turnout. I wasn't sure. Oh I yeah, yeah. I, I no, there were, how bu- young those there were a bunch were. of people with M if they had if they didn't oh, have okay, a wristband right. and they had an M stamp on their hand. I, I didn't, for some reason I didn't get uh I didn't get <laughs> I didn't get set off the same way I do at like a periphery show where I feel really well, I look around and go, Oh fuck. Where these kids come from? Like well, the, the, I didn't get that totally. The, but. The, the really funny note was so the other Kyle, the my friend from Berkeley, um I spotted him. I was like, oh, hey, what's up, man? And he hasn't seen me since I cut my hair. Oh, yeah. And he's yeah. like, he's like, oh, I thought that was you. He was like, I, he's like, I saw you. And I was like, that guy looks like a young rich. And I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it's six years later and I look younger. That's yes. what's hilarious. I'm like, all right, I'm doing something right. That's the secret. <laughs> <laughs> cut, cut your hair. Cut your hair. <laughs> Every time I get a haircut, uh, my trainer thinks I look younger. And I'm like, nah, bro, I just cut my hair. So if you were to like shave completely, would you go back to infancy? Oh yes, yes, absolutely. No, that's definitely a combination. That's yeah, right, exactly. That's why I, I don't go back to clean shaven is because I've seen. The, I don't want everyone to be like, "Do you have Benjamin Button's disease? Like, are you okay? Is something, some sort of weird regression happening?" But but so, but I also this have, is going to stop at some point. No, I'm right. Just but I have. You. Well, here's the thing though. No, I have this, but I also have that tool in my arsenal. Yeah, right. I'm so here's what's going to happen. Dude, no. As soon as I actually start to look older, then I shave. It gives me like another five to ten years. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> I like, got this shit figured out. Plan. I got a plan. I got this shit figured out. I'm going to live forever. <laughs> so to the credit of the audience last night, uh, the one song that everybody was like, you know, screaming for the band to play was Forced Entry, not something <laughs> off of the congregation. So, right, which is also a sure great song title just, to yell yeah, in public. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, yeah, that's right. I'm not sure whether it was actually whether people were being serious or if it was like half serious, half joking. You'd have to be because you wouldn't know that name unless you were a fan. They also didn't crack up as much as I did when they yelled it. So, right. It's not like when you go to a Cannibal Corpse show and like you yell their song (laughs) titles and you don't even know. You're just like. You know, you know the song title. You don't necessarily know the song. Like you know, the like leopard show. Ripped, yeah. I was thinking more like "fucked with a knife." <laughs> <laughs> I left off the rest of that song title <laughs> for politeness. Politeness. Do you know what podcast this is? <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, let's. All right. I think we're all we're running low on. Prog power should everything that's say, fine right? we could talk about yesterday well we're up to 2013 um, oh we still got runway oh fuck there is i do remember shit damn it we got it i didn't until a few minutes ago <laughs> you're bringing up repressed memories oh, and yeah and i'm probably going to talk about stuff that you absolutely hate or just didn't see like that's shadow fine gallery. oh yeah i wasn't there for that i like shadow gallery I enjoyed I their set thoroughly i super hate well, shadow it was gallery. really good it was one of the better sets that i've been i mean I mean, they peak now. That's it. There's nothing else for them to do ever. <laughs> well, I was just I, I was amazed by their set because it was. Would you like to know they why were, they sounded so good? It seemed like they were because technically flawless. It seemed like it. I mean. So I mean, uh, what is your what is your supposition? Well, uh, all right. So uh, the thing about Shadow Gallery, uh, I I like I really like Tyranny, even though it is like the new millennium uh like mind crime light sort of i mean i don't want to it's not really mind crime light it's uh i mean it's you mean it has even less of a coherent plot than mind crime right they're trying to make mind crime only instead half of it is about the internet like that's the thing it's like if mind crime took place on the internet that's what tyranny is which actually i i like it more now in retrospect because i realize like um there's this weird thing with like writing music about technology and how it was like really cool for a minute and then it got like became the nerdiest thing ever and so some people just sort of like stopped right like there's not like certain lyrics you probably won't hear also like the terminology has has evolved cyber cyber yes right so like uh unless you're at a presidential debate so one of there's a couple key lines although uh you will hear these again somebody we're going to do a like most hilariously awkward lyrics uh especially from like metal bands that's mostly just because that's the ones i know but uh there's a couple lines in that album one is i've learned so much since i've been hacking their computer systems yeah off of mystery Uh, and uh (laughs) Oh, is that that's also the one where he talks about right. uh, that's the that's talking the to ladies main on the computer internet track, right? Right, right. And, and I think I think the one thing in Mystery's favor, like that makes it. I mean, because as cheesy as it is, it can't be anywhere as bad as like Net Boy, Net Girl, right? That well, that's like one of the absolute worst. And right, that was that is possibly the worst technology song ever written because yes. the lyrics are so. It, it might also bad. be one of the worst Rush songs ever written. This is, it's not a great song. This almost makes Devil's Hall of Fame seem like poetry. <laughs> um, yeah <laughs> so what you say? oh yeah so Tyr- but, but, but Tyranny is alright it's got moments and the thing was Shadow Gallery is always a studio band um, yeah they like never yeah, played literally. shows so yeah, the they reason, never played shows but the reason they're so, they, they were so good at Prague Power is they just brought the studio to the stage so like the dude has a studio and so they probably just rehearsed in a studio they did what uh 
Pyramids didn't do, which is they pro- they knew they were playing for a year, and yeah, they probably rehearsed for a fucking year because they were like, "This is a big deal." Whereas Pyramids is like, "We've been coming to this thing anyway for years." I mean, I don't know. you know, like I don't, we're I don't already know. warmed up. Might as well just get on stage. I and guess I don't know what the songs. fuck they. But people were like, "Hey, man, give them a break. like." Why should I why? give them a break? I paid. They got paid too. Like yeah. they're getting paid for this. This is their job, at least right now. It probably isn't their job the rest of the year, <laughs> but right now this is their job. Right, did, you, did you guys talk about this before, or maybe there needs to be some context? About no, this. well, we didn't. Uh, no, I was I was thinking of. We talked a little bit about it, but we can definitely, it's, it's, it's relevant. So if you want to throw in more about it, I figured we'd end up throwing a little more no, about no, it this would, year. Yeah, I mean, I just think, like, I don't know if the listeners are familiar with the Pyramids set. Well, and what ha- it's, oh, actually, I haven't posted it yet, but the second half of the one we recorded with, about shows, I talk about Prague Powers, but I really kind of just run through it. Like, so the point is, uh, feel free to describe well, what do you have to say? What do you? What are you trying <laughs> no, to get? I was, at? No, that's. I, I am looking for the context about this as well. Oh, did you see Pyramid? Did you not see? I them? only saw a few songs. Oh, okay. Well, here's what they did. Uh, uh, they first they sort of like <laughs> just okay. First of all, their set was set up as like they had you know the guest vocalists. They had Matt Barlow and Lance King coming in, but they also have their current guy. And uh, he, first of all, they came out and like biffed the end of a song they just sort of like somebody just the end of a song was kind of a mess but that's not a big deal it happens whatever but the song following that is the one that they train wrecked and they stopped and started over because they're recording (laughs) a dvd here's an idea maybe you just don't put that song on the dvd and don't like give the finger to the audience that's currently here i get people's like "Eh, it's fine well i mean yeah so pain of salvation did something similar but in that case they were recording an album they were recording a dvd for a specific album yeah that one they kind of it made sense although it's still shit for that too they still aren't i probably shouldn't they're still not releasing the the video though i don't think they're really they released the audio but i don't think they're putting out the the video um so that was a lot of wasted effort i mean again the audio is the is i think on the second disc of that re revisited remaster i mean i'm probably never going to listen to that disc but i just wanted the yeah i I, I listened to it once but i mean i i haven't bought it yet i just listened to it on google music well i remember it and it was cool but um i mean you know he had like that other dude sing some songs and stuff and but uh but Pyramids, oh yeah, sorry, Pyramids. So the point is, Pyramids, um, but yeah, the main thing was that like they train wrecked a song and then somebody, I feel like I posted it and somebody was like, give them a break. And I was like, uh, they've had a year to rehearse for this. Someone's like, you know, they don't play all the time. It's like, except they've had a year to rehearse for this. So they don't have to play all the time. They just have to rehearse as much as they can for this show that should be a pretty big deal to them. And... I mean, their their main vocalist not being very good, you know, you can't really, you might not be able to practice that away if you don't know it, you're not very good. <laughs> but it was also a contrast of that dude, and then later on they brought out Lance King and Matt Barlow, who are significantly better singers, and then you're like, oh, why would I listen to the i mean again he again i i I get it they maybe they don't know that their current singer isn't good like but yeah they're they're not a very good band and 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 my whole thing was like you know oh i know the the actual post was um pyramids has come a long way from wearing their own band shirts at prog power 
to messing up their own songs at Prog Power. Because the first I heard of Pyramaze was they were that bunch of guys at Prog Power walking around wearing their own band shirt that I had never heard of. So Yeah, so relative to Shadow Gallery, who oh, yeah, basically so, never plays live sets, but they must have practiced so well, no, wait, they much. Probably, wait, right? He has a studio, so they can practice in the studio, and then they brought all the gear that they practiced through to the show, including a, a whole rack with... Uh, some of the uh, uh, Empirical Labs Distressor, which is like one of the most popular compressors for like guitars and vocals and stuff. It's just like a really pro, like it's, it's uh, they're like $1,300 and they had like a bunch of them in a rack. So every one of them was going through that vocally and they had their own monitor mixer and uh, and all of their guitars have always been, you know, digital modeling stuff going direct anyway yeah, i'm, I'm, I'm so talking a bit the less point about is, the technology though right well, no but this is why they were sounded so good a their monitoring was so good that they all could hear everything two they sounded good live because they were partially circumventing the gear of this they, they were they were they were upgrading the equipment available for performing live so that's part of why their vocals sounded so good those well, compressors yeah. those compressors are why their vocals sounded so good like even if you're all that good at singing to get it that like to sound like an album like layered even it's the compressors that's what you do if you want to uh do that on an album without post-processing and so if you can do that live but people don't because think about bringing like six thousand dollars worth of preamps on the road with you so the point is that by massively overdoing it for this one show, it actually worked out that they never play shows because they don't understand what a ridiculous thing it is to bring all this shit because they don't actually play shows. So it ended up being an amazing show, which is what Pyramid should have done if you don't regularly play shows, is make this one show really, really good. Because everyone's talking about how great Shadow Gallery was. They're still not going to start touring or anything. They're, not, they're still not going to be a live band. Um, my point is they fulfilled their destiny and now have no purpose left on this earth. <laughs> yeah, but I, I was also talking about um, just if you're not used to playing live, it seems like even if you've got the same equipment, it's got to be very different playing in a studio versus playing in you front still of have to play in real time, you. though. No, you just stare at your feet like that's just bad. You can you, which I think Gary might have done. It depends on the people. A lot of people play, at Prog Power do. I like, play, a lot of dudes at Prog Power are uncomfortable on stage. I play better in front of people because my deal is, like, in the studio, you're like, well, if I really wanted to, I could do more takes. Live, you're like, well, got to do it right the first time. Yeah. And also, I mean, well, I mean, I have this weird thing, but I'm always like, yeah, these people are totally unprepared for what's about to happen. <laughs> and then, to me, that's, like, super fun. Whereas if I'm in the studio, I'm like... Yeah, no one's ever going to listen to this recording. <laughs> but, if, but, if, but if I'm about to play a show, I'm like, yeah, too late. Y'all are already here. Captive audience. Well, Strap it. No, also, they're not captive, but they're there. But also keep in mind how their studio stuff went down. They're a studio band, not in the modern sense that they cheat on everything, but that the dude's like an old school studio dude. So they probably got it by doing like the necessary number of takes well, right, to get it right. I thought a lot of those guys were session players. Yeah. And the and deal they're, is they're, really they're, they're, they're going to stop calling you if you don't do it in just a couple yeah, takes. They're really good players. They just don't happen to be in a regularly playing metal band, which like shadow gallery is also, I think like they buy into their own legend a lot. So I feel like they were like <laughs> the legend of shadow. Gallery. Will they will. Yeah. We're going to, it's my terrible yeah. new Sega game. 
Legend of Shadow Gallery. Where um, you hack into the app. But, is the FBI but after Tyranny, they really, I mean, they, they were always sort of a, you know, kind of a dream theater clone kind of deal. I mean, again, there's, there's other, you know, obviously they like Queensryche too, because they also copied Operation Minecraft. But uh, yeah, like if I ever listen to Shadow Gallery at this point, I'll just like throw on Tyranny once in a while, but yeah. it's rare. I, yeah, for um, me, it's either Carved in Stone or Tyranny. I don't really bother with the stuff after that. Yeah, it's well, it really went downhill too. Yeah, it really... Uh, Any, I mean, and even Tyranny, like the first half of it is a lot better than the second half. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Or at least it holds my attention more. Yeah, by the it's second definitely half, like, not uh, perfect. But that's, well, that's the interesting thing. And this is also an interesting thing with like... This is the, the interesting thing about prog bands, right? Like I like Shadow Gallery and I liked, I liked them uh, at some point, but like you could be a, you know, like dream theater kind of band that wasn't as good as dream theater, but was still kind of good. But like, like they had their flaws, but it was still decent. Like I, but now these bands are just like so much significantly worse and less original. And so I, that's why I don't get pe- like all the new stuff that people call Prague and listen to. And I'm like, what do like, like Shadow Gallery, I got it, right? Like there weren't, A, there weren't a lot of options. There weren't a lot of bands playing anything remotely like that. So even if it wasn't like the ideal, you know, or the most, the the best possible version of it. Demand outstripped supply. Yeah. So now uh, I guess the supply is up. I guess it's quantity over quality now or something, or maybe. Well, the supply's up and the demand is down. Yeah. I also just assume that, like. I never liked Shadow Gallery, though. Like, I don't. I don't yeah. Like well, it, well yeah, they're, they're, no, they're a, they're a prog band with a capital P, right? They're, like, uh, possibly one of the first, like, prog metal bands that refuse to do anything unique. You right. Know? Like. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, but I mean, yeah, they do have their own distinct sound. I mean, they didn't—they don't really sound like Dream Theater, even though they—they they make use of a lot of a lot of the same tropes. Yeah, they've got a little bit of that, like, uh, kind of Kansasy thing, I guess, kind of like Symphony X. But I don't know. I it's mean, a, yeah, I mean, they're I would actually say they're, they're lighter. I did than Dream use them, Theater. right? Right. Well, and actually, that was one of my. I used them as the comparison for my issue with Haken, is because their singer he just was not capable of being aggressive. And same deal with Haken, right? Um, I mean, also the Shadow Gallery singers uh, unfortunately passed away, RIP, but I, yeah, and he was good, but I just, there's that lack of, like, so, like, I thought this was a metal band, but I never (laughs) quite get that metal, (laughs) like, full metal effect. Well, like, that song on Tyranny where DC Cooper... Uh, guest vocaled right and also did that at the live yeah uh, at the live show um they needed him to add a little bit of aggression yeah to the, he he actually the makes mix. that song like he really helps that song a lot um speaking of dc cooper i recommend everyone read his linkedin profile <laughs> oh that's right <laughs> i will cue that one up it was it was in my like people you may know and right I so since we're, it. we're we're starting to run oh you know we should talk about when you talk about 2014 Mercy Falls. Yes. You were there. We this this will be a good finish. Ben, up. ben just talked about this last yeah, night. Yeah, because we just got a so refresher. Okay, so the okay, let me. I'll I'll read through the bands real quick, and then I'll I'll give the overview. Uh, so uh, Need from Greece. Uh, whatever. Who? Uh, Odin's there, Odin. Right. Orden Ogen or Odin's Organ, if you prefer. Uh, they're just terrible power metal from Germany. It sounds like like power metal from two thousand one. They were at least so straight ahead that it wasn't offensive. They were just so bland. Yeah, that yeah, you that's were like, true. At least they're not yeah. like 
playing pan flutes and yeah that's true like it was just like okay sounds like power metal next uh leprous was back and that was really really good that 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 was that was that was one of the best yeah that that was was, that was when they were on that was possibly peak leprous and you can all thank me and and my fellow sponsors for bringing them in thank you kyle (laughs) you're welcome uh then overkill uh who i don't know if i saw any of them but i assume they're as boring as when they well actually i i i I think I saw like a song and then we didn't bother watching them with uh, Symphony X. We saw two songs later. That's, that's, oh yeah, that's right. I've, we did stay. I've seen Overkill yeah. three times and I only watched That's right. We did stay once. for a couple songs. And then Seventh Wonder playing all of Mercy Falls, <laughs> which is, this is why I ended up listening to Mercy Falls. And I was, we'll, we'll get, we'll get, we'll come back to it. Uh, Stradivarius playing Visions, which was, that was a cool nostalgia trip. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Because that was definitely like their best album. I think and, well, and, I, think and, I and missed they, that. <laughs> Well, they, they stripped, uh, so because Timo Tolki had left the band, right, all of the bullshit that happened at the 2005, I think it was 2005 set, yeah. was gone, right? And it was stripped down, and they just played the music, and it was good. And they just played all that music he wrote. Fuck that guy. <laughs> um, well, it turns out that, you know, that's apparently not really that difficult. What do you mean? No, what I mean is that they found another guitarist who could play that music, yeah. right? Oh, yeah, so, no, no. I'm just I mean, saying that, like, you're like, finally got rid of that guy who wrote all our songs. We're going to play that classic album that he wrote. Well, just, so, he's but not the thing here is, to fuck it up. Yeah, the thing is, after Visions, he continued to write albums that sounded remarkably similar, but right. were not anywhere near as good. And so, yeah. well, you know, I mean, it's, not like, it's not like he had a, a straight line into some awesome, you know... Uh, like source of power metal. Of right, it was called Ingve Malmsteen is his source. <laughs> well, That's right, where it wrote, was. He wrote like, you know, two or three decent albums of Ingve style metal and then yeah. kept producing the same album after that and it wasn't right. that interesting. And then he left and they still didn't get interesting. But that wasn't my point. My point was just that you're like, <laughs> it's so great that they were able to play that album without that dude. And I'm like, the dude who wrote it? Yeah. Well, like half of it. I mean, I'm sure. Actually, no, at that point he probably wrote everything because he was probably all like, I am the new Ingve. Uh, so, uh, with them, uh, blah, blah. that was another band that we like watched a video in the hotel room. And we're like, I don't need to see these guys. <laughs> uh, divided multitude, voodoo circle, <laughs> master plan, and then pain of salvation playing remedy lane, which is awesome. Yeah. And then John Oliva's pain playing streets, which yeah. was hilarious. <laughs> I hate streets. And terrible. And even if you like streets, yeah. you should not have liked what he did to it. Like, <laughs> I I had like taken it to the streets. I had I had positive nostalgia memories of streets, but then I listened to it and I was like, oh right, but it it's not that good, and like there's a few decent songs, and then so I was like, yeah, this is really isn't the best album anyway. But then they played it and like, man, he just he couldn't sing most of it. There's this whole uh, Prague power is like. Oh, man, we gotta we gotta come up with something about how Prog Power is like the great enabler. Like, there's so many bands where there's got this whole like teehee banter about like, well, again, literally this one, it was like, like I'm not playing the next song until Glenn brings me my booze. Like, uh, ha ha ha! It's really funny that that guy on stage has a problem. <laughs> like, also, he had a stroke recently, so everyone's all like, oh man, we're all you know, all our thoughts and prayers are with John Oliva. It's like. 
you guys contributed to this. Yeah, like, right? you enabled, like, where was this when, yeah, when you were literally like, here's this, a bottle of booze for you to chug. Um, and they they uh, they recorded it for a DVD, which uh, I assume has not come out because it, they probably watched it. <laughs> they probably watched the footage and were like, oh, maybe. Because I was there and like the entire place. Like, so there's, okay, there's this uh, concert effect, right? Like you get a certain kick from being at a show and so that's why i think a lot of the times a lot of people there'll be a show that's uh people remember it better than it was because they just it didn't matter right they were so glad to see that band live blah 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 and in this case i think everyone was just kind of like that because i was there standing there like what is going why is every everyone's like yeah and i keep being like this is terrible also he kept like talking in between every so- concept yeah. album, right? Streets. Okay. The other, uh, the best part about streets is that the actual title is streets, a rock, rock opera. opera. <laughs> yeah. And this rock opera is constantly being interrupted by this drunk dude talking about, and not talking about the album, <laughs> mostly just like stopping to be like, I love you guys. It's so, it means so much to me. Give to me be beer. Here. Give me a beer. Yeah. Yeah. Only no, not beer. It's always, it was like vodka or something. Um, I mean, symphony X is, is, is Jack Daniels. I think he was. I think uh, John Oliva was vodka. Peter Steele would drink a bottle of Jaeger on stage, possibly after drinking one before the set, and or a bottle of wine. Yeah, Remedy Lane was great. Uh, I mean, you know, I I remember losing my shit about them restarting, being like, "Ah, fucking Daniel, yeah. you." God damn you, right? But, you know, in retrospect, it's like, okay, that was yeah. stupid. Well, because I think they came out and they had, like, no monitors. Oh, yeah. So yeah. It was he said be a, he it was going to be a mess, and he knew, like, if we keep going, it's just going to be a fucking well, mess. Well, right, monitors, I didn't realize... That's not your fault. That's not, like, yeah. you don't know how to play. No, no, no like, I understand that. It was it was them restarting instead of continuing, but I didn't understand at the time the context that they were recording. Oh. So, like, you know, it, knowing that, right. knowing in say, retrospect that they were recording a video... He should have said, like, you know this might be a DVD or something. Usually so bands us... tell you that so that you right. get amped up too. Right. Because they're what like, this... hey, uh, we don't want it to look like, like no one is into our music. <laughs> I think what they did... So maybe like be I, enthused, guys. I, I think what they did, and I think this happens a lot at Prague Power, is they don't tell you so that they have the option, so that nobody's like, hey, what happened to that DVD, bro? You know, because that's happened before. People right. would be like, wasn't that going to come out? And it was like, it wasn't as good as you thought it was. <laughs> um, and so... I think they, you know, they wanted to keep the, like, you know, we can do it or not do it and we're not making any promises, but yeah, in that situation, at least should have been like, this might be a DVD, so let us start over and people probably would have been like, fine, as opposed to like whining about it. Yeah. But then people make, uh, I've noticed people make weird, weird assumptions about Daniel being super pretentious. And like saw somebody post recently who they thought that, and then they met him and they were like, oh no, he's fine. And it's like... Well, yeah, he's just like a fucking nerd who writes metal. What do you like? You know, I think a lot of it comes from like his political statements after 9-11 and stuff like that. Right. Right. The probably. Yeah. And, well, and the, the Messiah complex that's sort of oh, communicated yeah. on the albums. That's true. Yeah. And that's the fact true. that he looks like white Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> Not actual Jesus. Well, right. White, white Jesus. Well, we don't know what actual Jesus looked like. I can guarantee Pretty sure you, he wasn't didn't, Swedish. Doesn't look white. like Daniel. <laughs> he probably wasn't Swedish. Probably not. Although, if you ask people in Norway, there might be some some bands in Norway who disagree. <laughs> Jesus is a Rorschach. Some test. in some in Ireland as well. Yeah. Apparently, 
So the the previous year, um, I had in addition to sponsoring the main festival, I also sponsored the uh, the kickoff, which was um, which was uh, run by Nathan. And mm. the uh, the previous year, he managed to land Luca Torelli's Rhapsody, which. <laughs> I'm sure is of little interest to either of you guys, but I was Wait, pretty. I was pretty happy. Of fire? Yeah. No. Okay. No. The other. The other. Oh, the Rhapsody. other one. Okay. Yes. When Rhapsody. When Rhapsody forked, one became Rhapsody of Fire. <laughs> <laughs> the other became Luca Turley's. Yes. So uh, this when, is like Queensrÿche and Jeff Tate's Operation Mindcrime. Pretty much. Okay. Great. Um, and so, so I really enjoyed that Rhapsody set. Um, you know, I mean, mostly for for nostalgic reasons, right? I mean, I'm not. Like I said, I don't listen to a lot of power metal anymore, but the stuff that I listened to like 15 years ago when I was really into it, I still kind of enjoy, although I don't listen to it very often because I don't really need to. Yeah. Because I just already get know this, it all already. Yeah, you get the nostalgia so, factor. Right. Exactly. Absolutely. Um, um, but the following year in 2014, uh, Nathan managed to land Pagan's Mind playing Celestial Entrance or Entrance or whatever it is. <laughs> And uh, <laughs> recreation day, <laughs> and uh, that was not quite as interesting. And I, I still remember the uh, still remember when he announced because I believe that he, didn't he announce that like at the festival the previous year he came out and he was like and we're gonna have pagan's mind next year yeah. and was waiting for the entire audience to be like yeah right i mean because, was like crickets because I, I was just talking because about, they're terrible right, be, because uh that anybody like the dudes booking the pre-show days think they're hot shit but like they keep booking shows that have played already at the festival so like the relationship is established like you're not doing any amazing right, you're not feat. breaking anything right like glenn they're like oh man glenn got this band because he like looked up who to call or like you know a band that doesn't exist anymore he like found a member and called like you guys want to play a show like be a band again maybe for the weekend <laughs> and i'll give you some money um and <laughs> so it's my glenn impression it's pretty good yeah uh it's been coming along only i i, I keep being tempted to use it at brock power and then i'm like this is the last book session um or i should just go around next year talking like glenn all year yeah oh, i should just turn into glenn next year hey, I'll hey, a shirt, shirt and a hat and then i'll go around saying how much i love all the bands that'll be hilarious <laughs> i really like this band you guys you know what's really great about this band? oh this i slipped into like a different kind of southern thing <laughs> <Anyway>. <laughs> better be careful or vicente will um, start following you around oh no i don't want that um i'll uh, i'll go as jen but yeah so uh right this is this difference between <laughs> this difference between uh like yeah you got a really good band and like you got a band or like they okay here's no here's the perfect example they just announced haken for one of the opening nights next year they just played this year and like so now they're and also like it used to be that you, you couldn't play two years in a row and so they started using the thursday night show as a loophole occasionally to get an extra set in for bands they knew that like enough people would still want to see again but now it's part of the festival technically it's a four-day festival and so now you just booked a band that everybody just literally just saw and they don't have i mean they they just put out an album like i mean I, and and they tour the states so like you know they're gonna like play around along with that you know i mean well maybe not it depends on which they pay them but um so yeah i don't know it's just whole like recycling bands thing is getting ridiculous 
and then try and well and like, like you said and it's expecting everyone to be excited about it we really gotta talk about mercy falls oh yeah yeah that's the key <laughs> thing okay so oh right, right right so so the theme of that year here are the recurring themes of of that year uh portable radio because <laughs> we were really into yacht rock and we were really into uh since other than like you know the key pillar sets like pain and salvation and leprous we were really excited about everything we weren't really excited about was like fully the opposite end of the spectrum right yeah. it was just fully like who who gives a shit so we're like so with that in mind and also we just like had been listening to yacht rock and didn't feel like stopping i'm sure like i was just like I still don't have like a metal song I want to put on. I want to right. listen to Steely yeah. Dan right now. Yeah. So, and for some reason, we really got into portable. I think because just the portable radio was it's, almost more of a disco rocks, song, really. Right? But it still but, rocks really hard. Right. Right. Because it's got that drum beat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so we we're really into that. It's what made uh, at the end of the year on Spotify. I got an email <laughs> saying you listened to this song the most this year, and it was all that weekend. Um, and so portable radio uh brain dance had just released a video for lost for lost the first track off master of disguise which was their album we'd been waiting for for a decade yes which was about eight years too late but that's okay <laughs> yeah and uh the song is really good but the video is pretty amusing the video so this is how i knew the album was coming out was because sebastian had posted on facebook that they needed people like actors for this video or whatever and i was like Wait, does that mean the album's finally coming out? And it was like this weird thing where he's like, uh, maybe? <laughs> like, it's sort of like unintentionally breaking this news, right? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, so they made this video. And it's like, it's not good. <laughs> like, 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 Braindance, is this the progressive dark wave? Dark wave? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, so they're the best progressive dark wave. They band. are by far the best progressive dark wave band. <laughs> well, the, the reason why I ask is I haven't actually been able to find any of their materials. So oh well, I have all. Oh, I have all of it. I thought you were going to say I haven't been able to find another progressive dark wave band. I was like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> funny thing correct. about that. <laughs> I, I have all of it. Um, but the so, uh, yeah, they put. I know nothing about like visual art, like composition. Like I'm, I can, I can spot a Monet, right? Okay, mm. I'm not oblivious. But I don't understand construction of visual art. I understand narrative, like historical narrative and stuff like this. But I can't tell you, like, uh, you know, this is how you should assemble anything that you're going to look at. However, I'm very good at spotting things that do not fit the professional mold. <laughs> and it's, so it's like one of those things. If you watch TV, you can tell you're like, I think they set this setup wrong. And that's there was a lot of that in this video. <laughs> they had they had these really hilarious things. The the moment that stands out is that they have this like Egyptian set where they're where the band is playing because in all metal videos you have to have shots right. of the band standing around playing even though they're not plugged in. <laughs> and like the singer's not singing into a mic. Yeah. Like that's the thing I never get is sometimes you do see this thing where like they will the band will have like amps and cables and stuff. Yeah. And then you're like but that dude doesn't have a mic. Like, why is, right. I don't get, like, how is he magical in the forest? So anyway, so they're standing, I just, that Beyond Creation video will never leave my mind. Uh, so he's, there's, has this Egyptian set and there's like these pillars on it. And there are these shots where it's like, it's a shot of the pillar and it's not some elaborate pillar with hieroglyphs on it or something. It's a pillar. And yeah. you're like, pretty sure that shouldn't be in the frame yeah let alone the the focus of the frame so anyway it's a bad video there's bad acting um but the thing is 
there's the song has this cracking the whip sound. Okay. <laughs> yes. And Sebastian does this like dance move repeatedly throughout the thing. And it looks like he's leaning back and like he's about to roll some dice. But I think it's actually supposed to be like him like cracking, cracking the, whip, the whip. But way too slow to actually make a whip crack. <laughs> but so it was like, yeah, that was like our dance move. It was like we listened to Portal Radio. We had the brain dance. Crack, we we crack made people the watch move. the video. We found people who said, hey, you know what you got to see? You see the new brain dance video? Who? Check this shit out. Like, yeah. Oh, are we losing, Kyle? Yeah, I gotta, to, yeah, I gotta take off. You gotta right. go to the airport. Cool. Well, I think we covered all the 